Welcome into the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray, a locally produced program devoted to bringing you a fresh perspective on housing, diving into the issues that matter most. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray is presented by Mortgage Investors Group. And now, Kevin Ray. Welcome into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. Thank you for joining us. I'm very excited to be here with my good friend, co-host, and executive director and executive producer, Mark Griffith. He does everything. You direct a lot, don't you? I do. You do everything. Um, But we're grateful for you guys to come into the housing hour. And, you know, this is a time of year, too, where we're we're reminiscing. And and we did this on the last show where we talked a little bit about, you know, what we were grateful for and thankful for as we were interviewing the good people from Blunt Mansion. Um, But we're going to have a little more of that today and get into more in-depth conversation about some things that have happened in the Christmas past, some stories that we'd like to share with you. And I think it's going to be an extraordinary look into what Christmas really brings out of you from an emotional standpoint. And we've we've had some great shows on emotional intelligence. And um, I think it's important just as humans and as people who are husbands and, you know, uncles and employees, employers to be really centered and and understand, you know, emotions are a part of our lives. And we have a lot of things that happen to us. And, you know, circumstances can can sometimes be such where it can make for a bad Christmas, it can make for a bad uh, season, it can be, it can make for a a bad, you know, decade in some cases, but um, it's always looking at the brighter and looking at um, like Inky Johnson says, you know, it's all about the process and it's not always about the prize because everybody wants the prize, but not everybody wants the process. But um, Mark has done um, a great uh, show for us or put together a great thought for us, which was um, centered around his blog that he wrote. And it was the last Christmas present. And you can go to the housinghour.com and you can find that. We'll We'll add that to the the show post and he could let my producer know that <laughs> I'm going to be helping out with that. Um, and we'll put that, we'll have that linked there. Um, but it's a, a really a great story. So uh, we're going to talk about that, but before we do get into the nuts and bolts here, I want to tell you guys how to plug in with us. You can go to the and you can locate all of our shows, our past shows, current shows. You can share those with friends and family, and you can also go to Facebook, facebook.com slash the housing hour, and we're on Twitter as well. And we'd love for you to guys to take a look at our new website um, and also our new, um, some of our new uh, logos and so forth. We have some great new stuff coming. Oh, yeah, we? a lot of new stuff. Yeah, so we'd love for you guys to go check that out. Um, but Mark, you know, when you wrote that, and it was it's been three or four years ago, I think. I think I wrote it about three years ago. Three years ago. And I remember that it was when you first told me about it, it, it was very much a an emotional memory for you. One almost yeah. that I think that you, I don't want to say blocked out, but maybe you didn't really tackle in terms of, you know, working through it. Because it's a, I mean, I. Well, that's what we do, right? Right. When oh, you yeah. have a bad memory, if you do something that you're not proud of, you you tend to put it back in the corner and, and forget about it. Let, right. let it gather dust and hope that it goes away. Right. Because the fact is, and you know, nowadays, when you look back, I can remember people in my life who are no longer with me, whether that be a grandparent or a friend of the family Um, George Warren is one that comes to mind, a great friend of our family and to me. And you think about 
the moments that you had together and you take for granted in some ways, those relationships that it's like, well, you don't have those relationships anymore. And you just think, wow, you know, I remember when George and I used to do this or, you know, when, when he used to help me with that, he was just, he was like a granddad to me, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and you start to reflect on, wow, man, you know, if I had one more moment with him, I would like to tell him this, or I'd like to thank him for the things that he did here, you know, and, and that's one of the, uh, that's one of the takeaways that I had from your story. And we'll, we'll get into your story, which was, you know, those moments that you have with people around you, never forget that those, those folks around you, you know, if, if they're a relative or a family member or someone that you care for and love, you know, you need to let them know that, uh, you know, you just know? close friends, yeah. you know, and, and sometimes you drop the ball mm. and it could be because you're busy. You can have a lot of excuses, but right. sometimes when you drop the ball, you can't recover the fumble. Right. That's exactly right. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good one because when you fumble it out of bounds, especially out of the back of the end zone and you're going <laughs> yeah. in to score, it's a touchback for the other team. And that's, you know, that last Christmas present maybe was a touchback for you in a lot of ways. It um, was. I mean, and, and you know, it should have been a touch. It could have been a touchdown. It was well, a touchback. You know, it's just part of the game. Right. Uh, you, you play the game of Let's life. Let's just use anal football I know. analogies. I know. <laughs> It'll make it. We we'll have to think about it. Yeah. I mean, with friendships, you're, you should be there, right? Uh -huh. and, um, and sometimes if you're not there, you know, things take a different direction. Mm -hmm. And and you may not get a second chance. And with me in the in the last present under the tree, mm -hmm. because literally it was the last present under the tree. Right. Um, and the person that made it to me passed away before I could come and mm -hmm. receive the gift from right. her. Yeah. So this this next door neighbor, you knew them. They were an older couple. Older couple. Um, it was back in the early 40s. 80s. Early 80s. Early 80s. Yeah, early right. 80s. So you were in junior high, high I, school? I was in college. Oh, you were in college. Yeah, okay. I was All right. It. All right, that's right. Yeah, so, it was but, early. But you, but you always, but you had a relationship with these folks is what I was getting at. Right, they were friends they, across right. the street. Because, and that's another thing too, which is a sort of a side story. We're, we're not always friends with our neighbors anymore. Right. You know, and, and we tend to, you know, pull into our driveway, we get out, we will give the, you know, the wave or whatever, and then right. you, you go in the house. But these people that you spoke, you're speaking about, you were friends with them. You helped cut their grass. I can't remember. Yeah, we, we, we typically, you know, because it was a small street. And um, when I was out working on, on a Saturday, they were out working on a Saturday. And so we just built up that friendship. Um, they were the same age as my parents. They were World War Two era uh, people. And, um, we just struck it off and, um, I would be working and th his wife would make lemonade and things out on the street and neighbors would come together and they would eat her brownies and drink lemonade and, mm -hmm. and we just became friends. Right. And, um, and that was through, you know, for about a year. Yeah. And you know, when people, when people that are older and I, when I say older, everybody that that's out there, older is defined differently today than it was in the eighties. Let's face it. Because in the eighties, mm -hmm. if you were 70, you were, you were, you, you were looked at maybe as a little older than you would today. Like today, 70. I mean, I know it sounds sort of cliche. 70 is actually like the new 60 in a lot of right. ways, but back when it was in the eighties, you know, people would all of a sudden, you know, down the street, oh, Miss Massingill's passed away. You just, you just, it just happened. And, and, you know, you thought, well, she didn't seem, you know, like she was sick or anything, but she would just 
she would have cancer or right. she would, whatever it was. And whenever um, your situation came about, you were given the, this, this present that ultimately was the last Christmas present. But talk me through, because I want to hear... Uh, yeah, kind of so, the, well, I want you to identify a couple things because you didn't put this in, in your story so much, but how did you see these folks in your life at the time before, you know, what happened happened? Did you see them as like friends, like an aunt or an uncle, or was it more just like a good friend? Like a good friend, yeah. uh, you know, almost like an aunt and uncle. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that's a good analogy, an yeah. aunt and an uncle. Um, we were close. But we were kind of like the weekend close. I didn't mm-hmm. get keep up with them during the week. Right. And they so didn't. closer than an uncle or aunt. Yeah. <laughs> so. and, but they were just sweet, and they were easy to talk to. And mm-hmm. Mr. R had some fantastic uh, stories that he used to tell me. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, was a, he worked in the auto industry in Michigan. And so, you know, he just kind of shared his life story. So I just connected with that. And I was always a good listener. Yeah. I don't know why, but I always have been. You always have been. And, yeah, you know, and it was just, it was fun to do. And, and then one time she, she told you know, right around Christmas time, um, he kept on saying, Hey, come over, you know, Mrs. R's got a present that she's, you know, she's wants to give you. Well, let's not quite get to that yet. Cause yeah. we only have about a minute left in this segment, a minute and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, this relationship with Mr. R, um, how old were, were they? I'd say in their seventies. Right. So they were, they were older. I mean, and, and, and at that, at that age in the eighties, I mean, you probably had, you know, the potential nowadays, if you're 70, you're probably still active and these people were still active and she was still, Very. and she was, was she, was she doing crochet or was she, was, did she do some knitting and things of that? Nature? I didn't know it at the time. Right. Uh, Cause we were always, always outside. Right. It wasn't until later that I discovered that she was knitting. Right. You know, when you think about it, when you look at the pers- from the perspective of the other person and I wish, and we may just, we will just never know. I wonder how she saw you. You right. know, did she see you as a grandson? Did she see you as a as a, a, a nephew? I said niece. <laughs> right. Did she see you as a nephew? Because we just don't know how we affect other people. You know, you don't. But obviously, she she had she took a liking to you. But right? there's a selfishness of youth. Right. That's what I call it. Right. Is we just at at youth we always expect mm-hmm. that everybody loves us. Right. Well, everybody does love you. <laughs> well, and, and it's it, but it's expected. Right. So you don't you don't really think anything of it. Yeah, well, um, we only have about 10 or 15 seconds in, in this, this particular segment, but when we get back, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about more specifically the story, the last Christmas present. Is that actually what the actual... Last Christmas present under, under the, the tree. tree. Yes, and we are going to be able to direct you guys to um, the site so you can go to the housing hour, and it'll be there for you to take a look at because it's a great read, and it's a, it's a, it's a short little book, but it's really, really meaningful. Guys, come right back. We'll be right back after these messages. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what's really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. Again, this is Kevin Ray. Thank you guys for joining us in the Housing Hour today. Excited to have you with us and I want to make sure you guys don't forget this show is presented by Mortgage Investors Group. Mortgage Investors Group, you can go to MIGonline.com, learn more. You can also, of course, uh, 
go out there and, and look at our website. We've got offices all the way from Memphis to the Tri-Cities and even Charlotte to Atlanta. And I think you can find what you're looking for. It's an exciting time of year. I know a lot of people are getting geared up for the holidays, but Mark, I mean, it gets busy for, for fast and furious starting in January, doesn't it? Always. It yeah. starts right after Halloween, doesn't it? It really does. Yeah, rates are still crazy low. Um, so anyway, uh, welcome back in. We were talking in the first segment about uh, Mark's uh, story that he wrote, and he was reflecting, and it's very reflective, I think, Mark, when you look at where you are today, mm-hmm. which you have, uh, you have three kids, right? That's right. Three kids. Mm-hmm. You, you questioned that for a minute. No, like, I wait, wait a minute. Do I have three kids? You questioned it. And <laughs> I was we, just <laughs> wanted to see you struggle. No, three kids that you know of. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but you have three kids. And sometimes, you know, ha- definitely having kids um, brings new perspective. Would you agree? Oh, yeah, definitely. And with new kids, and you have a grand. Two, yeah, grand, two grand, two grandbabies. See, mm-hmm. I know these things. You, I bet you don't even know how many kids I, I'm kidding. <laughs> but how many grandkids do I have? I'm <laughs> just kidding. Well, <laughs> none. <laughs> but that you know of. Yeah, but I. So, <laughs> so, so when you had your first grandkid, what new perspective did that bring you? We'll get back to your story hmm. in a moment. I think, um, I think the perspective of me getting older. Mm. You know, you never think about it, yeah. but then that really, when the grandchild is born, then you realize, and it's a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, having grandkids right. is so much better. Right, because uh, you can so send them back home. You can sugar them up and send them home. That's what we do. But uh, it just makes you feel like a little bit more perspective of your age. So do you, do you take your grandchild to Disney World yet? Is that going to be a We're thing? going to. We have a plan right. to do it. Um, right. Not this year, but next year. Yeah, because, you know, family is so important to you. I know it is, and mm-hmm. it is to me as well. And, you know, looking at your, you know, family, you know, your father-in-law, it was a mm-hmm. it was a trip that you guys did yearly. You went to Disney, and yeah. he loved it. I mean, oh, yeah, he did. I mean, it's just one of those things. And he's, he's still with us. I mean, he's not like he he's, just won't do the trips anymore. He'll, right. he'll go to the beach with us, but he's 96 right. years old. And the problem is, you know, he, he still wants to play in the waves. Right. <laughs> but thinking about it from his perspective, he's a great grandfather now. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So that is a whole nother level of just, you know, life achievement. Right. And, right. you know, so that's where we are. I'm a father. You know, I definitely do not want to be a grandfather in any time soon, no, time soon. But that's something that just that's what life now has has provided you and right. i think it's a ble- it's a blessing you know mm-hmm. and you know at the christmas party the other night for mortgage investors group when chuck mentioned you know mark's been with us you know he, you're the first uh, person he mentioned um right. as as one of the people who helped build mortgage investors group and you know i, I wanted to say yeah it was 1994 when he was second in the heisman because <laughs> that's what i always use but um you know, we, we did that commercial. It was Mortgage Investors Group. You know, we, we moved through life with you. Right. But we it's not just through the, with our clients, but it's also with the people who work with us. I mean, you've been with us since 1994. Oh, yeah. And were all your kids, I don't think you had, all of them were born. What, no, how, no, no. When no. was Katie born? It, 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 Josh was born in, in 94, but uh-huh. after I came with MIG. Right. And uh, Katie was born in 96. Wow. Wow. Right. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what a lot of people don't know also is that your wife, you, you from THDA, you, yeah. you got her, that was another story right. that we've talked about. So moving through life with you and 
your kids experienced some of the same things that you experienced because they, you guys, you know, had a neighborhood, you had neighbors, um, you came into contact with people at church, whether that be a small group leader, or maybe that was a youth leader, or maybe that was somebody at school. I mean, we all have relationships. That's right. And this particular one that you had with Mr. and Mrs. R, um, is that to protect their identity? Is that No, oh, I, I okay. can't remember. It, it was a Russian sounding name. Yeah. I put it in there. Right. Uh, That's right. How, and I can't remember exactly because it was a complicated Russian right. last name. Right. It wasn't and, Ray. <laughs> no, and it ended in a vitch. Oh, okay. And I and the, when I and and I put it in in there, I I messed up when I first tried right. to pronounce the, enunciate their name. Right. I I put a B instead of the V. Right. And he <laughs> howled with laughter. And um, that's I think when we became real good friends. Oh, that's that's funny. That's funny. That's really. And then funny. I said, I'm going to be like Fonzie does, or or uh, um, on Happy Days. Yeah. Where the kind of names it's Mr. and Mrs. C. Oh yes. Fonz always called him Mr. and Mrs. C. Yes. I said, Well, you're wow. Mr. and Mrs. R. That's interesting. So what other types, I mean, in, you didn't have, I mean, you only had a canvas of so many pages to write this story, mm-hmm. but during this year that you sort of had a relationship with them, um, was it, was it about a year? Is it kind of that you were engaged with like conversations and sharing and things? Yeah, I, was, I was probably there two years and we mm-hmm. became good friends in, in, in one year and, and it was around Christmas time, yeah. uh, right at the beginning where, um, uh, my schedule started getting busier mm-hmm. uh, with UT finals, things like that, and um, and so Mr. R came out and said that um, you know come on over, that Mrs. R has something for you. And, and this, she went, yeah. this is way prior to her having any health issues or anything Correct. like that, right? That, that I that I that knew you of. knew of. In your relationship, would you say it was fair to say that you probably had a, a probably a a strong relationship with Mr. R because you know we're men, but yeah. you but you had a relationship with her as well. Yeah, because she was she was one of those wives that's always by her man. Right. I mean, right. she was always wherever he was, she was a half step behind him. Right. It's just that generation. Yeah. And she would yeah. always look up at, to him, kind of like Nancy Reagan would look up at Ronald Reagan. Mm. If you remember the pictures of the yes. inaugural, she always had those classy <laughs> eyes looking at. Him. Yeah. That was kind of the the generation. Well, some people believe that Nancy was always telling Ro- Ronald what to say. Oh, I'm sure uh, she was. Yeah, and you know it's funny because you know what? You never heard Nancy speaking when Ro- when Ronnie was. So you want almost wonder if you know, I'm just kidding. But you're right. I mean, it's 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 a, a really um, a lost art in a lot of societies today. Um, a lot of neighborhoods, a lot of uh, a lot of areas where you know we just our families just aren't the same anymore, you know. No. And that's that's something that's it's, it's a fabric of America has always been a family. And I'm not trying to get political. I, I don't get political, but you know, family. No matter whether you're brown, orange, green, or red, whatever that family is, it's like we protect one another, we love one another, we're there for one another, you know. And, and, and they were of the greatest generation. They were, definitely. These two people. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, they may have come from Germany. They may have come from Russia. They may have come. We don't know. But He, he, had, a, he had a northern accent, but definitely mixed Romanian type of right. something in there. You Isn't know, it the, amazing to think about what, what was their story? Because you, yeah. you just didn't have the time to get to know you know, who they, where they came from, you know, what was their career? You knew his career, right? Cause he was correct. He, he told was me in, the, mm-hmm. in the, in the, was the auto industry. Right? Yeah. In, in Michigan. Right. And it could have been a guise for something else. He could have been like a, in the intelligence community. You just never know. Um, but there's, there's relationships that we all have. So when you had um, him tell you, Hey, come over, you're thinking, 
Oh, they're, sure. you know, sure. yeah, I'll be over there. But it wasn't a priority. I mean, you're, you're in college, it, you're busy. It, it wasn't right? a priority. And, and, you know, during were you, that, were you living at home or in a dorm? I was at, I was, I was at home. Okay. Actually at the time and probably taking 17, 18 hours. Plus on top of that band practice and all the stuff that goes along with that. And probably not 17 or 18 hours. Right. I can guarantee you that. 14.1. I was carrying a heavy load of 12, probably. Right. Just enough to be. This was when they were in the quarters, not not uh, semesters. Mm. So, uh, But anyway, yeah, it was one of those things. And I, But I do remember one time, it was in the fall, where I went over to see them. And, and he said that Mrs. R was in the house. She mm-hmm. wasn't feeling well. She had a cough. Mm. And that was... You know, looking back, that was the beginning. And that still didn't catapult you to go over there and check on her. I'm well, just kidding. I'm, I'm, you know, it, it, it is what it is. It is what it, it right. is. What it is. Right. And we got, you know, as we got busier, we mm-hmm. we didn't see them. And, and they became less apparent outside. Of course, mm-hmm. it was getting colder mm-hmm. in Christmas time. And right. you get busy with that. Right. And uh, so I, I just never did really see them. You know, and I don't know when it happened, but uh, Pam always, I remember, because when we first started dating, she was... Um, always this person who would go, and they, it sounds like a derogatory term, it's not, a shut-in, you know, mm-hmm. where they, they just don't have maybe the can't resources, they can't get out. So Pam would go over and t- and pick her up, bring her to church, Helen. See, that's wonderful. Yeah, and, and do, do people do that anymore, Mark? Yeah, they do. They do that. There, okay. there are there are a lot of people that do that. Right. Um, well, you like know. your daughter Katie has got a huge heart and a great soul, and she's like, outpouring doing mission work and mm-hmm. doing all those things that she's doing i just i, I wonder has that number started to, to i don't dwindle? think so i think they've okay i really think it's increased i see a lot more people involved and you see them mm, too that's true you know you're right the, well at our church i mean yeah. yeah that's that's a good point so i mean I think, it, so. I think everything is about perspective because perspective could change everything if if you just like Halloran says, if I don't know if he says it, but if you can will it, if you can imagine it, you can do it. You can make it happen. And there's plenty of people that are doing it. And you're right. Mm-hmm. I hate to, to be a downer on that. But, I mean, at the end of the day, what we do, and we're going to continue this conversation in, in a minute, but what we do as Americans in terms of our relationships is really what ultimately um, centers our entire society because we can make – things great or we can make things not great it's all about perspective guys keep with us we'll be right back after these messages the housing hour with kevin ray continues helping you understand what's really going on out there and what to do about it again kevin ray Welcome back into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. Thank you guys for joining us here on the Housing Hour. Um, don't forget to go to thehousinghour.com and find out more about our guest today, Mark Griffith. <laughs> um, but in all seriousness, you can check out our new site. You can look at our past shows, our current shows. We have our series um, labeled in such a way where you can grab them and um, check them out. We, we were, we're starting a bunch of new things that... Uh, will be coming soon to a desktop computer or mobile phone near you. Um, a great show last week, if you haven't checked it out, about Blunt Mansion. Um, we got into talking about constitutional um, yeah. stuff in a way. Um, really great b- couple of guests that really enjoyed our time with David and Michael. Um, and thank you again to Richard for helping set that up. Um, today on the Housing Hour, we're talking about 
um, Christmas and we're talking about relationships and we're talking about, you know, about mistakes of, of years past that if to do over again, we would have done things differently. And I certainly have a bunch of those. And, and Mark wrote a, a very eloquent, um, mini book. Uh, what would you call it? A short e-book? story, short story. Um, and we have that link on the housing hour.com. So you can check that out, but it really is a story that, um, Mark wrote because I think it was therapeutic for you in a lot well, of ways. I think it was because, yeah. it, you know, I, I kind of looked back at, at what, what transpired there. And I, I never thought of it because, the as, as I say, the arrogance of youth kept me going forward and I didn't think anything of it. Mm-hmm. Didn't even think, didn't even blink, really. Right. I recovered quickly from, from the shock of what I dis- yeah. well, discovered. Let's talk, about, let's talk yeah. a little bit about that because, um, first of all, not that it would help, but... Um, I don't think that what happened and transpired was something that anyone or you or anyone should beat themselves up about, but, but don't, don't just hold on, hear me out. (laughs) But at the same time, you also have to use every decision that we make and the consequences that come from it. Because look, any decision I've ever made, whether it's good or bad, there's always a consequence. Some consequences are worse than others. But when it when it's about relationships, don't those tend to they, they tend to stay around for a long time, right? Good friends do. Yeah, and especially when you're not they're not there to be able to you know, uh, hey, it's okay, don't worry about it. That would mean the world, right? Right. So talk talk to me about what happened. You you finally make it over there. Well, see, so yeah, so it was Christmas time, and yeah. and he, they wanted me to come over, and I and I didn't. Mm-hmm. So it, and things got busy. Uh, the winter semester started. So this was I was late to the occasion. Mm-hmm. Truthfully, I forgot all about it. Sure, uh, but they didn't, mm-hmm. and um, and and it wasn't until probably toward closer to spring mm-hmm. that I, I remembered. Oh no! I oh my I, gosh! I, no, I'm kidding! I'm no, kidding! I'm that, just kidding! That's that's exactly right. <laughs> no. And so I went over, knocked on the door, and I went up to Mister R and said, "Hey, you know, I hope everything's going well. I haven't seen your 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 cars were kind of gone during this period of time." And I said, "How's <clears throat> Mrs. R doing?" He said, "You know, Mark, I lost her." And so she, she had passed away with cancer wow. just, and she was got, she had gotten sick right around Christmas time, mm-hmm. just before Christmas. She was not, so it was a cancer. short term, very I mean, short stage four. It was stage four. Further. It was there. It was, he said it, it lodged in between her lungs and in a bad place so they couldn't operate. And then when they did radiation, it somehow blew the t- tumor up. I, 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 you know, oh, I, so I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the, if that is actually a, Thing that can happen and did the your parents didn't know about you weren't aware i guess of because they they sounded like they maybe pr- have been private or private individuals my, yeah my parents were private my father was well no building. not your parents i'm talking about <laughs> him or your parents well, also right but yeah my father was out of town my mother was very private mm-hmm. so they wouldn't have known anything on the street about right. what had happened to them so he tells you mark i've yeah. lost her i mean i can't even imagine yeah the sinking feeling and he brings me inside like i mean you don't even know what to say it's like you like, I was shocked. Like it's was, almost like, can I can I please somehow crawl out of here? Well, that's kind of how. But I, I felt real bad. But that was it was going to get worse mm-hmm. because he invited me inside yeah. in the corner. The Christmas tree is still up. Mm-hmm. He hadn't taken it down, mm-hmm. and it wasn't because that one present. I hope. I think it's just because she died right around right, Christmas, right? And right. so I don't think he really changed anything. So he brings you in, and he says, he says. Over there, under the tree. That's, yeah. That's, that's yours. Yeah. So. And it wasn't like the Red Rider BB gun Christmas story. <laughs> no. Where there was, you know, 
well, there wasn't happening. I wasn't going to shoot me out my eye off <laughs> right. this one. But you know what kind of you did in a way. Yeah, if you did. think about it, you, you did receive some damage from the fact that Mrs. R had she had, she had prepared this a prepared present. Yeah, she did, and she right. she knitted you know a scarf that right. had UT vols on it because she knew I was in the band and that type yeah. of thing, and um and you know so and okay when when he so when he told you to, you went and opened it right. Right. And as you are opening it, it's revealed to you and you open the paper, you see that it's a scarf. It's clearly something that's mm-hmm. handmade. And what did he say to you? Well, he and he looked at it. Of course, she had this southern draw. And in the story, I always suspected that she was from Mississippi or or, you know, Georgia or someplace. I didn't really know. And he looked at me and he and he was we were both looking at the UT because I was looking at the UT balls at the mm-hmm. base of the scarf, and he goes, and she was his old Miss fan, <laughs> which you know what that tells you all, all you need to know about her is that she was so selfless in in caring for you, <laughs> and and made that for you. And he's such a sweet guy, and yeah. and I just felt so I wanted to crawl out of there because I realized. And, and here's the point of the story that I make is that I felt like I robbed her joy of making the gift she made a hand for me she wanted to give it to me they asked me several times to come over and i blew it yeah. I, did, I i was a no show right and well, so that's that's the the moral is don't be a no show to you know right or you're going to have the last gift under the tree right. right and i don't think you want to be there no because this the feeling that you had and i mean in in you know the way that you described it in the story it was almost like mr r had no he he wasn't thinking you had done anything wrong. No, not at it, all. Not in the least. He was just like, well, there's Sweet no. Sweet man. Yeah, exactly. And, and he, like, you know, and she was an old Miss fan, you know. Yeah. And, and he was just living his own burden of losing his wife. Um, That's and, right. And, and, and what you were experiencing was something, you know, much different. More or, selfish. More selfish. But also, I mean, you're also experiencing the fact that Mrs. R is gone. So there's regret. There's probably guilt. There's. There's a lot of emotion, right? Yeah, definitely felt yeah. guilt. And and when she when he said he and she was an old Miss fan, did that lighten the mood at the moment, or do you even remember? Yeah, I, I mean, it, it stuck in my to me that would lighten. I mean, I think you know, I, I I'm sure that I smiled, but I was probably still in that. How do I get out of this situation? Because right. I was embarrassed because of my tardiness. Right. Did you now? Did you go tell anyone, or did you, no? I never. You did. kept this secret. I, I, I never told anyone right and, and you know, that's really another lesson right there i never told yeah anyone because I got you, were, out of there. you felt so bad about i it. felt bad a matter of fact i never wore the scarf right i, I stuck it in my drawer and i lost it right well of course, you being teen you know being in your 20s you, you move a lot right true right <laughs> but you but you felt regret i mean i, I yeah. trust me listen hey i've got plenty of things that i i can tell you right now and we will talk a little bit about that because yeah. I, I know this is you know i want to hear what, about that all right um but um the feeling that you felt in that moment is it serves as a reminder really because you you felt like you had been skinned alive and thrown in the ocean right right so it was almost like i'm never going to let that happen again type of lesson because like the people in your life today now i'm sure you've made mistakes yeah. since then but yes. knowing you i see how you've served like your your father-in-law and people in your life a lot more cognizant. You've, yes, and, and I think that that's one takeaway from that is that, like, you don't – the one thing about Mark Griffith is is that you show up 
and and, and, and be there and you will always be there right? right and that's a remarkable and and i think mrs r you know just the scarf was what she made you but i think the lesson that she taught was way greater and i showed up but i was late and so the, another thing you know about mark griffith is i will not be late mm. oh, <laughs> i'm always this man i'm telling you right now it, i thought my dad was that way no. you've got my dad killed i will be early yeah and i think all of it plays into it, yeah. You know, your psyche, but I can't. It, I can't be. I don't know what. There's something in my mind that I cannot be late. Right. It is. Is it's a weakness if you're late. Right. right. In my mind. Yeah. To me. There's me, a, not you, because you're always late. <laughs> I don't think of you weak. <laughs> I am not always. It's late. the pressure I put under me. You no, know, you know, but there is also when you have that as one of your pet peeves. Um, or, or for, for yourself, I mean. Yeah, no, um, true. You you tend to, I think, maybe not cognizant of it, but you do reflect that out on other people. <laughs> because, I mean, I I'm project. telling you, you project it on other people. But um, now, Mr. R, did he, did, do you remember, and I know it's been a while, it's been mm -hmm. a long time ago, yeah, but would he move out at that point? Did, did they sell? Or did I you moved. Continue? Okay. We moved. I moved. mean, my, my parents built a house in West Knoxville. Right. And then I went on to Oak Ridge. Yeah, right. There you Oak go. Oak Ridge. Right. Absolutely. And started my career. Yep. Um, so it was around nine, well, 90, 94, somewhere in there. Well, no, I was, I was, I was, I was. You've not always been at Mortgage Investors no, Group? No, no, no I'm was, kidding. I was selling real estate. And see, that's the funny thing. My next story that's coming out is about mm -hmm. another Russian, but I remember his name, Grigoryev. Vladimir? Vladimir Grigoryev. Really? Yes. His first name was Vladimir? It was Vladimir. No, you're just making that up. No, he's. It's, oh, my his word. His father was Vladimir. He was Vladimir, but they called him Greg. Oh, they called him incredible. William Gregg. Wow. I can't wait to hear that one. What's this with uh, the, the European uh, mix here? Is that I, just coincidence? Yeah, who knows? That's interesting. Anyway, well, we're going to get into some more stuff, too, because there's a lot more uh, to the holidays than grief and, and, and consequence. We want to learn from our mistakes, certainly. But, man, there's a lot of great things, too. And we're going to talk about some of that as well. Guys, stick with us. We'll be right back after these messages. For Christmas. Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what's really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. Thank you guys for joining us here on the Housing Hour. We're excited to have you. And we know that you're gearing up for the holidays. And um, this show is, is, is aired, of course, on News Talk 98.7. But you also could be listening to this on our podcast, on our website. Regardless of that, you can go to thehousinghour.com and search because we're going to have a search button that's so fantastic, it's going to pull up anything and everything. But you can type in um, the last Christmas present under the tree mm -hmm. and it will pull up. But you know what? I just Googled it also and it came up too. So that's right. you can use just Google. Um, but you can find that right on thehousinghour.com um, and you can learn more about Mark's, Mark's book. And, um, you know, Mark's written a couple of books for us. The other one's not Christmassy. Right. No, it's not Christmas. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, one of the things I'd love for people to yeah. do if they if they find it on Facebook is comment if they have any comments about things that may have happened to them. I'd love to hear other stories. Yeah. I don't think I'm the only guy out there that, you know, there's a few. Up. There's a few. There's, there's a, a few. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, there's there's, there's a few in this room. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, in we, we talk about other people in in terms of in a neighborhood, like a 
friend, but not so much. We haven't talked about family, but I mean, we all have had a grandparent pass away. We've all had in your case, your parents passed away. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I've had best friends that have passed away, yes, you, have. you know, so we all have had those stories. And when somebody dies, it's, it's permanent, obviously, you know, and it's really sometimes very hard to, to swallow because you, there, there's regrets. There's things you want to tell them, you know? Well, in, in your case, mm -hmm. um, at the beginning of this year, it was tough because you lost somebody very close, somebody very powerful in your family. Right. Yeah. Your grandmother. Yeah. And she was on our show once. I think we called her on our, on the yeah, show. Once. Didn't we? We did. I, I think, think we did. I think we had her. Wow. Mic'd up. I, I, that's amazing. Well, yeah. So, so yeah, my grandmother passed away and my granddad, so my looking back over my, my four grandparents, my grandfather, the first one that passed away was in 1978. It was March 17th, 1978. Um, Frank, Frank Callahan. I don't remember him. Um, of course I was like two years old. Right. Um, but certainly, um, his life certainly plays every day in my mind because there's a lot of me trying to live up to what he stood for. And there's a lot of pressure with that. Just, you sure. know, you want to, you want to make them proud. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and then my other grandfather, Omer Ray was his name. And, um, he was the guy that was known for not opening his Christmas. I mean, his birthday presents at the birthday party. He said, no, I'm taking them home. I'm taking them home. You know, he was, he was on my dad's <laughs> side. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, he was a great guy. He was in uh, Korea. Um, he was oh, a guy, he was okay. in world war two. I mean, he was a real, um, dinger. And then, um, my also have, uh, who passed away, my grandmother, Mabel, who passed away in, uh, 2003, uh, or actually 2002, somewhere in there. But, um, she had Alzheimer's and, um, it did, there's a lot of regrets I have certainly with Mabel, my grandmother, because I mean, when she, when someone gets Alzheimer's, it's hard to maintain a relationship, yeah. you know, well, she but this most current one, uh, Lois, grandmother, me, mommy, I called her me, mommy. That was really hard because, you know, you look at every Christmas and we've got our first right. one coming up. Her birthday is yeah. December 23rd, you know, and th this will be the first Thanksgiving we've already had, um, without her. It was very emotional. It's that for first of year us. of firsts. Right. And we always had her birthday party on the 23rd. Um, and all of everyone came, it was, you know, a big tradition, um, but you know, the thing that I regret, I think it, it, all of us have these moments, but you know, gosh, I could have been a better grandson. You know, I could have, I could have went over and, and helped more with this, or I could have helped more with that. And I think it's, it's actually very, probably a lot of the sim similar feelings that you had in terms of the last Christmas present under the tree. Um, because I'm sure that there were moments where, and she prayed me out of a lot of problems. I'm going to tell right. you, I, I know that. Yeah. And the one thing that I regret most about that relationship in terms of her praying for me and doing all that she did for me was maybe that I didn't uh, communicate to her just how much that meant, you know, how much it meant for her to, you know, because I'm telling you, when I say she prayed for me, I mean, she like had perpetual adoration at her church. I think she started perpetual adoration because she was the founder of it at the St. Mary's church. I think part of the reason she started that was because she needed somebody praying around. You the were clock. the poster child. <laughs> I understand. Yeah. And, 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 you know, the family are, it, it's something that's indescribable, but, but it's you, not you, just family, you know, but, but that's the, that's the kind of the thing I, I remember when my father died, it, it the matriarch and she mm -hmm. was, definitely the the power you know the 
the oldest one, right. the wisdom and all of that. But when they, it leaves such a void in a certain way. Right. And I know that your mom fills the shoes and you have ants that are dynamite and wonderful. Right. But there's a, for that first year, I mean, the, the whole Christmas tradition thing mm-hmm. is kind of like. You're trying to you get know, me to cry. <laughs> it's, it's tough. Yeah, it is. And, and yeah. that's why a lot of people don't look forward to Christmas. And it may be the second or third Christmas for them, and they're mm-hmm. still struggling with those right. emotions. Right. And that's what's so hard. And, right. you know, if you can, and the point of my story is if you can do something about it today, do it do today. It. Don't don't sit in a chair of reflection and say, right. I wish, I wish, I wish. Right. Yeah, I think that, I think about that with just the current relationships I have and my dad's still alive. Um, you know, we can all do more to be a bigger part of one's lives. Um, and I think that if you're right, I mean, if you have people in your life that you have a relationship with guys, we've got a lot of people that we come into contact with daily and it all comes back to how we treat one another. And that was one of the themes of our Christmas party the other day. And I didn't get a chance to say this, but one of the one of the things that I was wanting to say, and I'll say it now, um, revolved around um, a, a poet, a poem rather, that I thought described what MIG, just as an example, um, has meant. And definitely Chuck and Chrissy has meant to me in my life. And also my grandmother, me mommy, and, and just really anyone who has has helped or helped breathe life into you. But it was at the end of what I was going to say, and it was as the poet Ralph Waldo Emerson reminded us to know even one life has breathed easier because you have lived. This is the meaning of success. So, yeah. you know, it's like, yeah. it's like the, the and, and that was going to be the way that I ended it. I, I didn't because time just ran away or whatever, but it's success. How do you, how do you define success? Oh, well, that's a, that's a, that's a tough one. Right. You in know, a relationship or even in business or in life. So how I, dealt with things going forward, I made sure I didn't leave anything on the table. Now there's some people that you have, you have to have boundaries with, right? right? So, so we're not talking about that, Mm -hmm. but we're talking about those that you really, you know, your parents that you love dearly or whoever, you know, you make sure that you've parsed out time to spend with them. Right. And you understand what you have to give them. I mean, if you're a father, you're a father. Mm-hmm. You can't give 100% of your time to your grandmother. Right. She doesn't right. expect that. Right. If you're over there no, every she single did. day. she did. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm if kidding. you're over there every day, you're going to get, you know, yeah. what are you doing? Well, just, just two weeks before me and mommy passed away, it was God doing for me what I couldn't do for myself. Because my mom was out of town. My Aunt Susan, who's normally there, she was out of town. Um, she actually lives out of town, but she was always in Oak Ridge and just, it was me, mommy by herself. She was, she needed somebody just to check on her. She did not ask for it, by the way, my mom and told me, Hey, I really need, could you go check on, on, on mom? And I was like, of course. And so I went over and checked on her and took her lunch and it was a great time to be able to, you know, have those moments that I still think about to this day right. where I was able to do, you know, one act of service and, you know, she and I sat there at the table and had Panera bread together. And, um, it was the last time that I ever saw her, um, healthy, you know, right. um, when she had the stroke, it was downhill from there. But, um, you know, she had left a message a couple of days later for me and had the message, um, I still have it saved, um, right to this day. And it was, uh, she had called me through Facebook somehow. And, and, and she said, she said, she said, Kevin, Kevin, I'm not sure what this is, but 
call me back. And then she left me a message, you know, and, um, I cherished that moment. And I'll tell you what, listen, uh, there was another quick thing. She had wanted me to take pictures of, um, the mother Mary there who had been donated by our family, Frank and Lois back a long time ago. And it was, it's still there to this day. And, um, she had asked me to do that before she had the stroke. And so she had had the stroke and she was laying in the bed and, you know, we didn't know if she was even able to hear us or anything. But when I walked in after she had had the stroke, she looked right up at me and said, did you take those pictures? <laughs> <laughs> I kid you not <laughs> because it just meant so much to her. Um, and that's kind of like my last Christmas present because I did take those pictures and it meant so much to me to be able to deliver that. Sorry, you were going to say something about no, 30 no, seconds. No, that's, that's, yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. And so, there are people out there listening now where they think, Hey, I've got something in my life similar to that. Um, and I've already feeling bad about it because I, I haven't quite yet, um, taken advantage of the situation. I you need have to, to forgive you, yourself. You, gotta, you have to forgive yourself and, yep. and you ha- but you also have to, you have to jump in and do something about it. You, you have to take it. action, you, do. you know, and, and we're not talking about, and that people think people get scared because they think, well, that's too much of a commitment, but it's really not guys. It's your soul. Yeah. It's your soul, but it's also, Man, you just make the other person's life, you know? And people, like I mentioned earlier in the show, you don't know how you affect other people. You really don't. Mm -mm. And people are always listening. So, Mark, thank you for bringing this. thank you. And thank you guys for listening. We really are thankful for all that you guys do for us. And, guys, we'll see you next time right here on The Housing Hour. That's the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray for today. Join Kevin and his guests each week at this time to keep up with the why and why not you need to know, so come here to find out. Also, check us out at thehousinghour.com. This show is presented by Mortgage Investors Group.